Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast, where today we will be discussing technology and masonry. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we'll be discussing technology and masonry. I and very worshipful brother David Colbeth are masons down here in the state of Washington, and we have our other two hosts with us today, uh, worshipful brother Stephen Chung and Connor Massey, who are up in the Grand Lodge of British Columbia, and we have with us a special guest today, brother Chris Crota, who is on the, the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and the Yukon Technology Committee. Welcome, brother Chris. Thank you very much. Well, glad to be here. So uh, we were talking earlier uh, before the podcast started about the sort of the different things that are going on as far as lodges and technology. And uh, a lot of stuff is, it seems like a lot of things have happened in the last few years that have, have uh, changed things since they started introducing you know, monitors and, uh, and cipher books. So uh, what, what exciting initiatives are you guys working up there on up there with your committee? Um, well, the, Main thing that we've been working on um, for the last little while is, of course, a, a new website. That's always uh, that's always an important one, uh, and also a database, which is uh, of all of the brothers, uh, all the brothers is linked to other uh, grand lodges. This is uh, something we've needed to do for quite some time, and it's really nice that this has been uh, this has been implemented now. This all of this got um, uh, was was put in place before this COVID nineteen and a lot of the physical distancing, um, and many of the um, initiatives that that had been started as cool little technology pieces to uh, augment uh, the the experience we're having has now become uh, really necessary. So it's really pushed along the use of technology quite a lot. And, and as such, we're um, uh, scrambling to try to um, come up with some rules and guidelines uh, for best practices. Interesting. So when you say, a, just to go back a topic, you say the Grand Lodge database, you mean like a for secretaries to use to keep track of people kind of thing? or? That that's correct. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's primarily for um, uh, lodge secretaries um, and for grand lodge. Um, uh, it does get used by the technology committee, for example, when we're doing our board of general purpose meetings, in order to be able to authenticate users as they come on. Interesting. So, so having having that that in digital format can be can be very uh, powerful. Um, we're obviously needing to get away from the card file. And, and individual members vouching for people at things like our, our grand communications and get to a dig, into a digital world. And this is a good step in that, in that, in that, in that uh, direction. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a lodge secretary, so I, I'm always interested in hearing about that. 
Do, do you guys have a database in Washington? We do. We're actually on our second one since I've been secretary. We're using uh, Grandview, and it actually has been working really well. I, I, I like it. It's, I like it better than the old system, for sure. Good. Speaking of uh, the Grand Lodge, um, being that we're not having one this year, uh, how is Grand Lodge being planned out with the use of technology this year? Do you know, Chris? Yeah, uh, basically Grand Lodge is going to be held in a much smaller scale. Um, it is not going to be streamed this year. It is not going to be recorded. Uh, there are um, um, already uh, um, things put out within the Constitution and bylaws on the uh, conducted if it's not able to be conducted in a larger tiled setting, and that's basically what they're going to do for, for this year. Uh, at this point in British Columbia, the maximum number of gathering of people is 50. Um, that being said, come June, it may be down to 10, like it is in other places. Uh, I believe it's already, it's down to uh, five in the province of Ontario. So obviously having a Grand Lodge, uh, even in a smaller scale, when you can only have gatherings of five or more people, can be challenging. At this point, they're planning on holding it based on the less than 50. So uh, I, I actually heard that they were going to use some old technology called snail mail for voting. Yeah, that was going to be my question. As, as, a, as, a, right. as a junior warden of, a, of my lodge, I get a vote this year, and uh, I was wondering if, like if, if they're not going to stream it or so on, how, how do the, the three principal officers of the lodges get to get, well, make the will of their lodges known? It's my understanding that the ballots will be sent out ahead of time um, and that the balloting will be done over, uh, over, over snail mail. Um, and that was a decision that was made basically because that technology is already proven and we stick with things that work. Um, I would have probably suggested some other form, but the problem with any other electronic format, of course, is authenticating the users. Hmm. Right. Yeah. That's I didn't think we'd be problem. able to do it electronically this year, but I, uh, I'm sure that there's uh, still a committee working hard on, the details around how Grand Lodge is going to actually happen. So I'm sure we'll uh, try and get one of those guys on and uh, as soon as they actually have a plan that they can roll out and, and identify it, it'll make for a great show. Yeah. It's definitely interesting that, that Grand Lodge is even trying to do that. I know that with the Order of the Eastern Star, uh, I'm an associate patron elect and probably will be for at least a year before I'm ever installed. But yeah. uh, um, our grand chapter has been postponed for a year. So our grand worthy matron, grand worthy patron and grand officers are just go rolling in to do another full year. So mm -hmm. whereas our grand chapter should be this year in May uh, and our grand worthy matron Sue Pa should be getting to actually put her feet up and relax. She now has to put in another full 365 years until May of 2021. And there's going to be no, um, to my knowledge, no constitutional changes in the meantime. We're just waiting until. Right. The, it varies from concordant body to concordant body. Job's daughters, for example, in British Columbia, basically what they did is they simply initiated, uh, installed all of the um, next grand line. Yeah. 
And, I understand and that our Grand Lodge still wishes to proceed with elections and um, uh, installation of officers moving forward, so much so that they um, are they proceeded or continued with the plan and the training for the new district deputy grandmasters, which happened yesterday, which Chris was setting up all the uh, um, uh, technology for that, uh, overseeing the moderation of the Zoom meeting and so on, and that's what they were using for that. Um, how else is, is uh, technology being used uh, in our jurisdiction now? A lot of people are communicating uh, over applications such as WhatsApp and Signal. Um, and although it's not a conversation per se, if you're really just ar arranging what time you're going to be getting together on Zoom, for example, not really the end of the world <clears throat> using using a, uh, an application like that. Um, and um, there are a number of different other uh, social media type applications that people are using. But what people are doing here, and this seems to be consistent across the board from all, not only all the concordant bodies here in British Columbia, but also all of the other Masonic groups that I've uh, researched in other jurisdictions as well. It's nobody's doing a tiled lodge, right? We right. do education. We do business. We get together, we have our fellowship, but there's no ritual, and we're not doing anything that requires tiling. And that, and, and for the, the limitation that we have of the, the security of the technology for right now, that's acceptable. What we're going to need to take a look at is if this period of physical distancing continues on for a significant amount of time, what do we do then? It's nice to get together for the nine o'clock interpolation and do a time to toast. It's nice to get together for a board of general purposes meetings and pass some motions and stuff like that. But we can't stop all of our business forever. Right? We've got to figure something out if this continues too much farther. And um, I've got some ideas on that. Like? Mainly, if you need to do it on sort of a digital medium like this, then it has to be over a secure server that we own. It can't be over somebody else's system. It can't be over somebody else's server. It has to be an encrypted signal on our own server. And there is some uh, very good uh, um, um, augmented and virtual reality technology right now. That could conceivably be used for these for these for these sorts of applications. Once that, um, um, once the security of the signal uh, uh, has been addressed, then we need to make sure, obviously, that uh, we're self-tiled in all of these addition uh, in all of these remote locations. That's the main thing we're going to need to make sure is that we're. Conducting business or a tiled lodge over those settings that we're assured that every room that we're coming from is a quiet. Private. Well, right now they currently do things like that with online lodges. I know Matthew's been to um, one of them uh, that's online, 
Castle Castle Lodges online, but uh, the Grand Lodge of Manitoba they do they do a nice job. Their specific ritual is is set up and their charter is set up so that they can do a tiled lodge over something like Zoom. Now it's my understanding that they meet physically in order to be able to do their degrees. So even though they are chartered to be able to do um, secret work over this type of technology, uh, it's my understanding that at this point they have not. I, I think that they actually might not. Oh, gosh. I'm, I might be getting I'm confused. But I think that they're the ones that they're not even allowed to do degrees. They just, you have to be a master mason to, to join, basically, so they don't do degrees. They are, they, are, they are chartered so that they can, but they, they elect not to. The other online lodge is, uh, I believe it's called Endeavor Lodge out of the Grand Lodge of Victoria. New Zealand. Victoria. Oh, Victoria. Right, okay. It's one of the Australians. Right, yeah. And I was going to attend one of their Grand Lodge, or one of their lodge meetings at 1 a.m. a couple weeks ago, but uh, ended up not having the health to to stay up that late. But uh, uh, I've heard through people who have attended that they are a really interesting lodge and over a hundred Masons usually attend those meetings. Mm-hmm. If only uh, a regular lodge meeting had that many people on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So Chris, can I ask, can I ask a question about the, Oh Matt, I'm sorry. Go ahead. If you're going to jump in. No, no, go ahead. Uh, the, the technology, the idea of, mm-hmm. you know, zoom bombing, if you will, that's kind of yep. become a popular thing or, yep. uh, you know, in this case we have a waiting room, so nobody's going to come in unless we want them to come in. That's right. And, uh, so I would look at hearken that to a lodge setting and that there's a Tyler and you also have the inner guard as I understand it too. Right. So, mm-hmm. yep, that's right. Uh, so you have a kind of a double pass if you will. And so if somebody was in charge of that admission to the zoom meeting, wouldn't that effectively tile the room, tile this zoom meeting so that nobody could come in. I mean, you could have it a password as well. And I know it's not encrypted. So if somebody wanted to come in and steal this, I suppose they could spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, millions of dollars to try to decrypt our transmission <laughs> and do that, uh, I suppose. But again, we're not, you know, we're not, we're just, we're paying bills and drinking stale coffee. We're not uh, really, we're not really running the world as much as I'm sorry, everybody in the podcast land, we're not, we're not running the world. Uh, so it kind of, it does kind of, I understand the idea of end encryption. I'm a little bit of a closet geek. Uh, so, but I just, I don't understand quite the, even for our lodge, for any any grand lodge, anybody that quite the concern over the the suspected vulnerabilities of these kind of platforms. If there's something like a waiting room or admission room or a password, not so much a password even. I think the the admission ability is probably the key. The um, for smaller meetings where you're dealing with something on a district level or something on a lodge level, authentication of your users is not a problem. You know everybody who's going to be on there. And if they're visitors from outside, it's, it's pretty easy to identify them. Um, where, where I'm seeing uh, an, a, ch- a potential challenge is when we start needing to use this for larger meetings like our grand communications or even for our district deputy grandmaster training. We're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of things, and I have to authenticate all of these users. In this particular method, I was using a webinar feature. And with the webinar feature, the attendees' uh, webcams and microphones aren't even open. Right? So I go in the waiting room 
room, I have a um, a um, cell phone number or or such that I can that I can try to contact them on. But I'm not actually able to talk to any of these people before they join this webinar setting. And if we're doing larger and larger meetings where we have more and more and more attendees, as you may have experienced with some of the Zoom meetings that have more than about 28 or 29 uh, individual webcams, they start getting really, really cumbersome, right? You really start need to start going to a webinar type um, um, feature set, and then authentication becomes becomes a real challenge. And what I'm talking about with self tiling as well, the concept I have there is to make sure that the room itself is quiet. You're not sitting in a room where people are running around on the on, on you know on that sort of thing. If we're dealing with a non-tiled situation, and if I'm wearing a headset, it's really not the end of the world. But if we're starting to do a tiled lodge, we're starting to do balloting, we're starting to do degrees, we're starting to do some really sensitive things over this technology. I want to make sure there's not somebody on the on the other side that I can't see. That I need to be assured that that is that that is that that is um, um, that that's uh, and that needs to be done on each individual location and that's what I mean by self tile. Yeah, cats sure. are okay. Cats are okay. When you talk about uh, balloting, I, w I had a question earlier about your balloting process. You mentioned for your online communication. We just had our mm -hmm. grandmaster declare that our grand lodge is not going to happen as planned at least it's still going to happen mm -hmm. in some fashion as you talked about yeah. you mentioned snail mail balloting and as it was a proven program do you guys already do some kind of a snail mail balloting system we we have done a snail mail balloting system for quite some time but when i say it's a proven program it is it's something that we've done in the past that has worked well Right. We're not, you know, it's 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 a it's a a system that can be done, and uh, it will uh, it will function. Uh, and I think the challenge with some sort of of doing some sort of digital voting is the unknown factor on um, how that's going to work. Um, so that's the impetus, I believe, at least from our jurisdiction, on using the snail mail balloting. Is it is a um, it is a safe system. In order to be able to make sure that uh, that our users and our um, are authenticated properly. So if if they already have mailed their ballot in ahead of time before the end of communication, then uh, if there's a controversial vote and you have to make a second vote, is that ballot then that however they originally balloted is then cast again or if it's not an option in the second round or third round then that's not is an invalid ballot how does I'm that kind of work it's 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 listed it's listed in our constitution and bylaws and um and i'm and i'm not as familiar with that particular section as i should be for this particular for this particular podcast that's, that's all right don't worry uh, so we're so not really just curious <laughs> it's uh, it, uh, uh i'm not sure exactly how that is going to work per se um I believe what they're doing is there should really only be one con potentially contentious vote uh, in that I believe that they're taking a lot of the um, um, uh, motions and, uh, and amendments um, and deferring some of those. So who the junior grand warden is uh, uh, elect will, will be should 
will probably be the only one that would that would potentially have that. Uh, and then if you're dealing with a situation where you need to do a, a reballot on that, if you do have to go back to a mail-in system for whatever reason, and I'm not sure what procedure they would be using, then it's only one vote. You're not having to do it for this motion and for that motion and for you know <laughs> for these amendments and all of that all of all of that stuff. I think I think uh, Matt, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think they said they're going to basically do away with all resolutions this year, and then ironically, this year, as if by magic, we only have one junior grand warden candidate. So unless uh, yeah, unless something which, happens, which, which we don't, <laughs> we have more than one. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although who knows what's going to happen between now and uh, um, um, our actual grant communications as well in terms of in terms of, uh, of those candidates still wanting to stand. I'm not I'm not sure. And do you do you allow for? I don't know. This is not really technology; it's more process. But do you allow for nominations from the floor at all, or is it strictly the people that have made their declaration? Bear in mind that. Um, um, what we would normally allow in a regular grand communication is not going to be what's going to be going on, just like your jurisdiction. So um, the chances of uh, uh, instant amendments, motions from the floor, and these sorts of things uh, uh, being needed in this particular grand communication is, is nil simply because of the um, 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 process that we're going to be the stripped down process that we're going to be using as as you will as you would as well um, I believe that there is a, a possibility for motions from the floor in, in the, the regular way we do it I've never seen it usually it's all the people announce themselves ahead of time and uh, and the only things that come up during grand communications are you know friendly amendments to you know, particular uh, uh, amendments, amendments to amendments that are being that are being made, housekeeping stuff, that sort of thing. So, Matt, maybe you can help me with this too. I, I, I don't. I've always been uncertain about the idea of uh, an emergent resolution or, or emergent vote. Uh, my understanding is it really can't happen unless the grandmaster makes it a a grandmaster's resolution. Then it could come up during the communication. But if you don't have it submitted prior to and approved by the proper committees it doesn't appear right that is my understanding yeah there's a deadline for to have your resolution submitted to grand lodge if you're doing it from outside of the the grand lodge structure if a lodge is proposing an amendment or a resolution and i don't think there's anybody not even again i've never seen it anyway no no one other than the grandmaster presenting an emergent resolution not that i've seen yeah. i've seen amendments from the floor but never a, a whole new resolution Chris, that also I'm curious about the balloting, and do you do electronic balloting now? We do electronic balloting. Actually, we use the same system you use. Well, that's we, we we actually borrow yours. <laughs> that's it's a good everybody system. just stay in their car. All you have to do is like go to a mall parking lot and stay in your car. Exactly, and you can vote right there. <laughs> well, that's wonderful for the actual voting, but the authentication is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> and getting all of those fobs back, oh, don't get me started. <laughs> I, I nominate Chris Crota to go from each car to car in the mall parking lot and check. <laughs> <laughs> Use one of those church collection plates with a really long stick on it. 
with the really long stick, right, right, and just spray a little bit of uh, sanitizer every time somebody puts one in. It's like right? the 3D, 3D glasses. You just drop them in as you drive by. Yeah, yeah, that perfect. Almoner's uh, purse from... Uh... <laughs> so uh, just to, to take a quick step back, Chris, the, um, mm -hmm. so the technology committee, do you work, how to phrase this, do you work for Grand Lodge alone, or do you also, like, help out lodges with their websites and their issues, or do you... Just, is it like the finance committee that only does Grand Lodge stuff or do you? The, the Grand Lodge technology committee really only works on Grand Lodge uh, specific technology issues. That being said, we're all members of lodges and districts. So we end up doing a lot of um, work as we can for this individual lodges and districts just by, by um, 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 default. But the Grand Lodge technology committee is specific Lodge related. Interesting. Okay. And yeah. just out of curiosity, how many people are on the committee? Uh, it varies from project to project. Sometimes we'll add a few members for a specific project. Um, but I'd say it's usually in the neighborhood of uh, Steve. Stephen, back me up here on this one, probably seven to nine. Yeah, I think, yeah, seven to nine is probably pretty accurate. I know Stephen Anston's the the chair of it. Kind of uh, yep. oversees most of the big projects and whatnot. And every now and then, those of us little fish out here chime in and help out and do whatever we can. Um, so you know, sometimes there's 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 uh, a few more assistants out there, but generally the core is seven, eight people. Yeah, Stephen Stephen's a member of the committee as well. Ah. So I'm a member of a lot of committees. <laughs> yeah, Stephen's a member of a lot of committees. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, it looks like we're we're getting close to our our 25 minute mark that we we usually shoot for, although we usually surpass it as well. <laughs> so I guess does anybody have a, a one last quick question to, for for brother Chris here or? Hearing none. Okay. Well, I would just wanted to make one final one final comment. If we've got some extra time here, if there's no last question, um, I think that moving forward, if we if we end up continuing with this time of social distancing, and we do need to um, start looking at, at uh, what it's going to take to do tiled lodge over this technology, we should be thinking about this now. Even if we don't end up needing to implement it, we need to see what that looks like now. Because if we're in September, we're going to need something then. Bottom line. Yeah, well, and, I know and if that, we don't have if we don't have something in place, we better have a plan. I know that there's a, a few lodges in our district that are um, trying to use this on a regular basis and trying to get the majority of their members used to using Zoom uh, by doing Board of General Purpose meetings and having just regular bi-weekly meetups um, so that they can keep in touch, check in with each other, see if there's a need out there, um, that kind of thing. So um, I know that uh, it, it's going to be much more widely used before September. It, it will, and, and I think we have until then to really start to need to start worrying about uh, changing the method that we're using in specifically tiled lodge but at that point we need to um, we need to do something we'll need to do something 
All right. And with that, um, I'll first put in a plug for our own podcast that I think it's season two, episode 34 was about Zoom meetings and Masonic meetings also. So with our very worshipful brother, uh, Steve Martin from Grand Lodge of Washington here. Um, so if you're interested in more about Zoom stuff, please go and check that one out. But it seems like we've got a, a fair amount going on here and we are looking to hopefully have another episode uh, coming up with Brother Chris, if you're willing to stick around for a little longer, can we can we do another one? Yeah, All right. Absolutely. So thus ends part one of our discussion of uh, technology and masonry. On behalf of uh, Stephen Chung, Connor Massey, David Colbeth, and myself, uh, Brother Chris, thank you for being here today. And with that, thanks, and we we'll look forward to seeing you again on the Working Tools Podcast. <laughs>